If you're looking for success in the vacation rental industry, Heather Bayer and the team at cottageblogger.com are here to show you that it's entirely within reach. Welcome to Vacation Rental Success, the show that features interviews with industry experts, successful vacation rental owners, and more, all geared toward helping you make it happen. Here's your host, Heather Bayer. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Vacation Rental Success Podcast. This is your host, Heather Bayer, and I'm delighted to be back with you again. And uh, I did say a couple of weeks ago I was going to do a, a, a bit of a recap on the Vacation Rental Management Association conference in Amsterdam that I intend, attended a few weeks ago. And, um, it you know, it is still fresh in my mind. And actually, I'm I'm just beginning to prepare my keynote talk for the Vacation Rental Success Summit and the, the issue of, of togetherness and collaboration and getting together with your peers and is, is really at the front of my mind because I was just thinking about all these people who are coming together in Toronto in May and so many of them I will have met in Amsterdam and before that perhaps in, in Phoenix and perhaps people are getting together who are at the VR Mastered Boot Camp or who've been to one of Matt Landau's in a circle get-togethers or who went to Antonio's Vacation Rental World Summit back in Barcelona last year. And, and it was just this, this whole issue of, of getting together that um, sort of struck me as a theme for my keynote uh, presentation. So more of that to come. I'm not giving much away, but um, that's sort of where, where, I'm, where I'm going at the moment. One of the people I met in Amsterdam was uh, Jessica Gillingham. And I met Jessica, oh gosh, it must be four or five years ago now. And we were at a Cottage Life show. And I'm thinking about this because um, as I record this, we're just about to go to the Cottage Life show in Toronto at the weekend. And I remember being at the show and this this bright, breezy lady came up and introduced herself. And she had an accent just like mine, which was entirely refreshing. And we we got into conversation and... She was, she was telling me she was running a company in the UK, which was marketing the Canadian experience to British travelers, which incidentally is what I, I used to do when, when I started Clearwater Holidays back in the 1990s. That was my whole intention. So it was, it was a delight to talk to Jessica as she explained how passionate she was about Canada and Ontario in particular, how much she loved cottage country. We'd really gotten so well together. We had a couple more discussions after that. And with her company, Triptoes, we marketed some of our properties through Triptoes. And incidentally, just received, just received an inquiry from a family last week who, who went through Triptoes looking for Canadian accommodation. Jessica has moved on from there. She has, she has a background in public, public relations. She, she found that although she loves Canada, she loves Ontario, her passion is in public relations, and it was great to catch up with uh, with Jessica in Amsterdam, where she was launching her company, uh, Abode PR, which is a dedicated PR company for vacation rentals. This is just what we all need, folks. We need dedicated PR for our businesses. 
So it was a great delight to to talk to Jessica. I actually I went out to uh, we went out to dinner one night, just me and the two Jessicas. That was Jessica Gillingham and Jessica Vozell. You'll know Jessica Vozell, of course, from Guest Hook. I mean, those guys are doing a fabulous job over at Guest Hook with copywriting and producing their monthly webinars, which are fascinating. So I had a great evening out with both the Jessicas. And that's when I said to um, Jessica Gilliam, I need to get you onto the podcast and come and talk to the audience about PR for vacation rentals. So here we are. I'm proud to present my interview with Jessica Gilliam of Abode PR. So I'm more than delighted to have back with me today or have back with me to, to meet up again with um, Jessica Gilliam. Uh, who, I, who, as I said, I met in Amsterdam uh, a couple of weeks ago and first met several years ago. So it's an absolute delight to have Jessica on the show. Hello and welcome. Hi, Heather. It's great to be here. Well, as I, as I mentioned in the introduction, when, when we met at the Cottage Life show oh, quite some time ago, it was you were just like a breath of fresh air. Do you know, I, I stand at those shows and, and people walk by, they always got their heads down and they, they tend to look... I don't know. To me, it's it's called the Spring Cottage Life Show. You'd think that people would be happy and and buoyant because spring's there. But in, in fact, they always look so darn miserable. But you arrived and you were all bright and bouncy and full of the joys of spring. And you, you, you made a huge impact on me. So just so cool to get back in touch with you in Amsterdam and um, and to have you on talking about PR. So give us a little background, Jessica, on what you're doing in the vacation rental industry. I'm always fascinated by what got people into this business. Absolutely, Heather. And uh, it's also it was a, it was fantastic to see you in Amsterdam. And, you know, the sort of the story a little bit about how you've influenced me, actually, in my own um, career and years ago, the reason that I came to the Cottage Life Show is that I wanted to uh, set up a business selling cottage holidays in Canada to the UK market, that I was inspired by your original company many years ago, Clearwater Holidays. And it's just serendipitous that it was actually you at the Cottage Life Show and behind Cottage Link. And then that we also met again in Amsterdam. And then we're also going to be together in Toronto for the Vacation Success Summit. It's it's sort of it's sort of really amazing how all these things kind of tie together sometimes, it, all these coincidences and, and all of that. But if I talk about how I got into PR and how I am doing what I'm doing now, when I was in my uh, very early 20s, just kind of coming out of university, I really wanted to work in the Canadian travel industry. Despite my very English accent, I'm also Canadian like you are, as well as British. And I always wanted to do something that would, would allow me to kind of have access to both countries. And I loved travel. My father was a travel writer. Uh, he uh, really inspired, he was actually a travel writer specializing in radio. And so before podcasts, but this would have been sort of an ideal uh, avenue for him. So I started my career working for a tour operator in marketing and PR, specializing in Canadian holidays. And uh, we, it, it was a really fantastic opportunity. I worked with quite a few of 
the UK press. And uh, once I took the BBC holiday show to Newfoundland, way before Newfoundland was as trendy as it is now. And we uh, really tried to show the, the different kind of aspects and elements of Newfoundland as a holiday. And it really just made me realize that I loved PR. And I loved, I actually really like the marketing part of PR, not just the, the kind of the people skills, but the actual reason behind it. So uh, a few years ago, when we met uh, at the Cottage Life show in Toronto, I had set up, a, 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 I guess, an agency listing site, holiday site called Triptoes. And I did that for a little while. But as I was doing Triptoes, I realized that, and Triptoes had some you know, amazing kind of accolades and PR behind it. But I realized as I was launching that company that it was actually PR and marketing, but essentially the, the PR side of it that I really loved and excelled at. So I then went in and throughout the years, you know, I haven't just worked in the travel industry. I've worked for a leading uh, charity in the UK. I've worked for an electronics company. I've worked in different areas in PR. So I've sort of seen it from different industries, which has been really helpful. Through my kind of time of working in, in, in PR, I've worked with quite a number of travel and tourism clients as well as other ones. And about two years ago, I realized that actually there was a, a real, I was starting to get clients within the vacation rental industry, one of them being Guest Hook. And I realized that there was a real kind of opportunity and need to specialize in vacation rentals. And because I had the background of having my own travel agency selling vacation rentals, I, I kind of understand the market and I, I really enjoy it. And it's a really interesting side of travel and tourism. You know, it's different from destination PR or it's different from tour operator PR or it's different from hotel PR. It's new and exciting. And it's, you know, I guess that's really why I started in this area and launched Abode PR so recently. Um, that, that's, that's really interesting to hear. I mean, way back, you mentioned Clearwater Holidays, uh, which, uh -huh. was, which was my, my travel company that I had in, in England before we, we immigrated here to Canada. And one of the first things we did was to hire a PR company. And, but it, 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 was, it was costly, you know? I mean, it, it doesn't, you know, it's not something that is a, a cheap option it's it's something that you really need to understand that you have to invest in um so so we sort of thought oh do you know do we do this do we do we take this this leap really what we, what we thought was at the time was into the unknown you know what are they going to do for us and and in fact they they were exceptionally good um we we had a double spread in the times travel section and we had a, a, a quite a famous person who came and stayed in my cottage and and then wrote about it. And I'll never forget him talking about, in, in this piece, about how he and his family all leapt naked into the water because it was so private. And it was like quite a shock that, oh my God, it's actually not that private there. But uh, it was it was just such a great piece. And just that, I mean, that, that was one among many visits that we had from from journalists and travel writers that we put in some of our cottages not all of them came to to you know having the mega page in in a UK Sunday newspaper, but we would appear in in odd little places all over England. You know the Manchester Evening News and and the Grimsby Times, and there would be a little feature on a cottage holiday in Ontario, and it was always fascinating to me. 
it really worked. It was amazing how impactful and effective it was and how cost effective it was. But but the only thing was, is that that company didn't really, you know, I really had to work at it to get them to understand what the vacation rental industry was all about. Because, you know, we're, we're talking about 1998 here. So it was a, it was a long time ago. It wasn't as, as well known and in your face uh, as it is now. So yeah, I've I've been there. I've I've used PR. I am a huge advocate of it. But I just want to know if you know we, we've moved on. You know, since we're we're, we're nearly not nine years since I last did that. Um, is it worthwhile? Is PR worthwhile? Does it still have an impact as it as it did for me then? You know, we were out there in the print media. But how much of an impact does it have in today's world of social media? In the last nine years, or certainly since you were doing Clearwater Holidays, PR has changed dramatically, absolutely dramatically. But that is also incredibly exciting. So there's still a place for print media for, you know, for your glossy magazines and the broadsheet or even the tabloids, sometimes newspapers. They're they're still relevant. But what's happened today is that the the opportunities to get your content, because essentially PR is about getting earned content, getting your content out there without having to pay for it directly in trusted sources so with online and with digital the the different channels that you can now get your content content and your properties your service your your call to action out there to potential future get guests is huge because all those print media now they're all online as well. So if you if you're in the the Times or the Telegraph or the uh, the Globe and Mail, you're also online, which you know is it has inc- has an incredible value to your SEO, to your online coverage, to your reputation. It's just what's happened today with PR is it's become even more exciting and even more beneficial. Although having said that, it's also incredibly competitive. So back when, uh, perhaps when, when you were doing Clearwater Holidays, because vacation rentals was such a new concept back then, you would have had a lot of the uh, novelty factor. So it's really important to be finding what the story is, what the angle is, what are the unique features of a particular property or a particular agency uh, that there is so that we're finding the nub of the story because all these opportunities to get your content out there in front of the right people means that if you're able to provide it in really good ways and innovative ways and really easy to use ways, there's there's more opportunity in a way for that content to be used and picked up. Can you can you give me some examples of that, of some examples of, because I, I always, I remember this from from that old time of working with a PR company that they'd, they'd say to me, well, what's, what's your story? I mean, I don't think this has changed is that, you know, you have to have a hook, you have to have a story. And, and, and that always stumped me. I thought, oh, what can I, you know, what can I say that's different? Uh-huh. It's actually really difficult to see what your story is when you're in the story. It can be really dif- dif- difficult to see that. But what journalists are looking for or what online outlets are looking for usually falls into various kind of elements. And 
one of the things that they're always looking for is is what's new. That's incredibly difficult to cover. You know, what is new? New would be a new destination or, or something like that, which, you know, is almost impossible to come up with. But what you can do is, is look at what is existing and give it a new take on it. So for an example of um, uh, cottage holidays in Canada, a way of looking at it would be, and for starters, it, that's a new concept and a new product for lots of different countries. It may not be new for, uh, for Torontonians or Canadians or even North Americans, but for the vast majority of the international market, that's a new concept. So that does cover that. Other what things to look at is what is what is a so what is a different take on something that's that's already happening? Is there anything that you can think of that might be different about your vacation rental properties? Maybe they're really good for or maybe you're renting them out for yoga teachers to do yoga holidays and that's a sort of a slightly different take on the vacation rental. Maybe you're looking at inviting uh this is probably not a good example, but it's the first one that came to my head, but inviting hen parties, you know, nice hen parties. <laughs> uh, that's probably not the right example, but maybe you're looking at um, inviting people to come and look at the art that's around in the area, you know, something that's slightly different. The other thing that can be really interesting is about the story of the owner. So why or, or, or behind the agency? What's the dream behind it? Why has it started? What are the fundamental values behind an agency? What is it that, that is unique about your business, your vacation rental business that would be of interest? And sometimes we can't see what's of interest ourselves because we're so deeply in it. But if we can, if somebody else can help us pull out, what are the actual elements like you may never have realized that your business has a great opportunity for being outdoors and for a journalist who wants to write about different types of outdoor holidays and activity holidays for a family they might be looking at vacation rentals as opposed to somebody staying on a resort or as opposed to somebody doing a cycling holiday you know it's it's looking at things differently you've made a great point there it's you know you're so immersed in your own world that that you forget that other people are going to see it differently and it's it, uh-huh. the other point you made just then was was about the story the owner's or the manager's story because in the course of doing all these interviews um on this podcast I've interviewed so many owners and we always start with you know what got you into this business and some of the stories are spectacular you know they're just they're just so interesting but these owners don't see it as being interesting because you know it's just something that sort of happened it's sort of something that came together and they realized a passion through 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 getting it together not realizing that their that this passion is the story the other thing that journalists generally speaking are writing about a destination so they might be talking about the Catskill Mountains and writing their feature about the Catskill Mountains. But if you have a, a, a property that people can stay in that is a bit different from the norm, so isn't just the main hotels, and you're able to offer that as an alternative, as a call to action. And by call to action, I mean that within that feature, when the journal, you know, the journalists might write about a destination, but they always need to al- help people find out how they can actually experience that destination. So if you're able to have have a slightly different property and a, and a different experience for people that, let's say, 
might be thinking about going to the Catskill Mountains. And if you've got properties within that area and you can have that as the call to action, that's often key because journalists aren't writing about they, they, if they've gone on a press trip to and, and stayed in one of your properties, they will be talking about the experience of staying in one of those properties. But often features are about a destination or an mm. experience and the place to stay is the call to action. And everybody wants to be that call to action because that's, you know, somebody's read this wonderful uh, feature about the Catskill Mountains. They want to know how they can experience it themselves. So if you've got something that's a little bit different and can be pitched correctly to that feature, then, you know, that's a, a, a really wonderful way of getting exposure. Well, you've touched on a number of points there, Jessica. One, one of them that sort of is coming to mind now is some owners are not able already to invest in full PR. I mean, after all, they're only looking for, they, they only maybe have one property. So the income that's generated by one property over a year maybe doesn't you know, give them the, the option to, to work directly with a PR company. How could they create their own plan for PR and, and connect with some of these journalists? I mean, is it possible to do this without? A- it is possible to do it. It takes a lot of work and it takes some real, um, it takes quite a bit of time and it takes some real kind of thinking and targeting really about what it is you want to achieve. But there are things that owners can do themselves to help them with their PR. And one of the things is have have a press center within their website. So have an area within their website that is dedicated to the press that shows that they are press friendly. So it would be a page within the website that has downloadable high-res images. If you haven't got high-res images, you know, you're stuffed, really. Absolutely <laughs> every every feature has to have a good quality, high-res image. You, you know, if you're thinking magazine quality. So if you've got an area on your website that has good quality, d- downloadable high-res images, plus really introductory text just saying, you know, we welcome media requests. We love working with the travel press. If you've got any questions about our area or about our properties, or about our experience, then drop us a line and let us know. And any press releases that you might write yourself, you can include in that press area, and you just become press friendly. The other way to find out about uh, potential journalists is if you've only got one property and it's in a particular area. So let's say you've got a property within Big White Ski Resort, just as an example. A way to maximize your own PR is to start using the um, resources that you do have available to you. So, for instance, let's say it was ski, uh, Big White Ski Resort. You could get in touch with the PR department of the resort and say to them, if they have any visiting journalists that need a place to stay, you would be happy to host them for a couple of nights or whatever it is that's required. And you'd be happy to work with the PR team within the destination to support any press visits that are coming. So the destination marketing organization will have lots of press coming and inviting press. And if you can be an accommodation host, you know, that's really helpful to them and gives you an opportunity to be part of a feature that might already be planned by the tourist board. Uh, I love that because, you know, we, we've worked with tourist tourist boards over the years and f- have found that they're, they're usually quite desperate for accommodation Uh 
um, you know, they, they can accommodate journalists in, in resorts, but if they're looking for something, you know, to, to give them a, um, a, a really good um, coverage of different types of accommodation, then they may well be looking for yours. So absolutely. Yeah. Um, interesting that I, I, I just sort of went back over a previous podcast because I do remember talking to Antonio, Antonio Bortolotti, and it yes. was way, way back in March 2014. And, I, and I'll put a link to that interview um, that I did with Antonio because he really kicked off his marketing for his property in Sardinia, um, which is called a Casa, I never can pronounce his Teolada. And uh, he contacted. Uh, I believe he contacted a magazine and they, they came and stayed and they did an amazing feature. And that was something that just launched his property. Um, just that, really that one article. I remember when I spoke to him at that time being really captivated by that story. You know, if, uh-huh. if you can get somebody to come along and experience your place and write about it. Now, Jessica, there are travel journalists and there are travel bloggers and there are people who contact you all the time saying, can I come and stay in your place? I want to write about it. <laughs> how, how do you deal with that? How do you, how, you know, if you're doing this independently, how do you separate the wheat from the chaff, as it were? So it's it's really common to have travel bloggers or, you know, even just Instagrammers come. They certainly come to me regularly and say, I've got X amount of followers on Instagram. I've got X amount of likes. I've got X amount of readers to my blog. Please, can I stay in one of your clients' properties or please, can you host me? You know, all sorts of things. And nine and a half times out of 10, I say, thank you, but no, thank you. Because there are an awful lot of travel bloggers that, you know, will have quite a lot of social media following, but it doesn't actually translate into anything. So the way that I would suggest that people were doing it themselves is really have a look at the media that they are saying that they're writing for. Have a look and always the, the, the you know, you, you, I have kind of top tier and secondary tier and tertiary tier media that I would be very happy to work with. And top tier is always the national. It's not always. There are other ones that are included in there as well, but it would be the national press of our target audience that we're trying to reach. And, you know, at the bottom of that would be bloggers. Some bloggers and, you know, certain destinations are using bloggers actually as their main source of marketing and PR for a destination that works well. So if you have a really good blogger who is talking about, let's say, coming to London and they're 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 tweeting it and they're Instagramming it, it gives great courage to a destination. It does not give great coverage to an actual property that somebody would be staying in. So even though somebody the social influencer might be amazing for a destination that doesn't translate to an actual accommodation provider. So it's just being really clear and careful about that. So it's using common sense, really. It's really looking at their websites, looking at their followers, looking at what they're posting and they're tweeting, trying to see if you can see anywhere else that they have written, because quite often bloggers will say that they've had uh, features featured in or they've had articles featured in other features or on other online Uh, sources so just go and have a little look and see who else they've worked for but really I think 
you're you're better off working with say somebody like a re- who who writes for a regional newspaper than you are with a blogger sometimes so it's just each case by each case but nine and a half times out of ten I say no would you uh, would you advise um, owners to reach out directly to to popular travel writers if they come across uh, if they come across articles in newspapers or magazines or online where travel writers have been talking about places they have stayed in and they seem to be focusing on this type of travel and accommodation, would you suggest that they reach out directly to them? And if so, what's the best way of doing that? This is one of the absolute beauties of social media. And we haven't really covered social media as being part of PR, but I fully believe that social media is just, it's PR basically, it's part of PR. And a great way to connect. So if you know that there's a journalist who is writing a lot about your destination where your vacation rental business is located, then there's no reason why you can't connect with them on social media by following them on Twitter, by following them on Instagram. And just, you know, obviously don't spam them or bombard them, but connect with them and just say, really love that article that you wrote about Big White Ski Resort or the Catskill Mountains or the Kawarthas. You know, next time you're around, I'd love to be able to host you and show you my property. Or, you know, if if ever you need any more information about that, let me know. There's no harm in doing that as long as you're not spamming. Just one thing to remember that travel PR, you know, they are or uh, travel journalists are incredibly busy. They're 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 very very busy, so they do not like to be harassed. They like to be given information, but that's about it. And they have their own ideas as well, like it helpful to be able to pitch an interesting good idea that they may not have thought of for their next feature but they like to have their own ideas as well and have a sort of a set thing that they want to be doing uh, i've always suggested that uh, f- for those who use twitter that it is a great idea to collate a list of travel writers uh-huh. i mean twitter lists are a fantastic way of of, of, of curating all those people who are out writing about travel. And then you can just have a look. You can get a snapshot of what they're currently talking about. And as you say, just connecting with them. I, I, I just love Twitter for that, that just connection. And it could be just a quick um, tweet or uh, to say that was a great story. And then maybe uh-huh. retweet something they've said. And as you uh-huh. say, you don't spam. You don't go in and say, hey, check out my vacation rental property at, at, and here's the VRBO number. But, uh, but you start connecting so that they begin to recognize you um, as, as, a, as, a, you, uh, as a reader of, of their content. And uh-huh. over time, and, it, and I, you know, this is, I'm speaking from experience here because this is how I've got so many um, uh, connections with with some of our Ontario journalists and and writers um, is simply by making that connection and making a relationship with them. And it's definitely not through mentioning your property. Absolutely. And it's all about building relationships and it's about providing interesting information or and helping. You know, I, it, it is that help don't sell. Again, it's about being helpful and providing the information and just connecting and being appreciative of what they do. And Twitter is absolutely amazing for relationship building. And I was quoted in the Globe and Mail uh, a few when I started Triptos as a family travel specialist giving my opinion on 
where to go in Canada for a family holiday, which happened to be cottage country, uh, just through Twitter by connecting with a journalist, a Globe and Mail travel writer on Twitter and providing him with information really quickly. Yeah, the Globe, <laughs> that's why I've got all my Globe and Mail connections through through Twitter. Mm-hmm. And, you know, out of the blue, get a telephone call. This is, a, you know, I'm, I'm writing a piece for the Globe and Mail. And huh? and I recognize the name. It's somebody I've I've connected with on Twitter. You know, they, they, they want to make their work as easy as possible uh, because they are so busy. And, and if they have found a connection, then uh-huh. they're, they're going to head head to that connection, aren't they? Absolutely, because you can then be part of the research that they're doing. This is this and is you- this is fantastic information, Jessica. I mean, I, I just want to come back and touch on social media because you said we sort of haven't covered social media for PR um, just yet. But I, we, we're sort of, I, I think owners are out there thinking they've got to be everywhere. They've got to be on Instagram. They've got to be on Pinterest and Facebook and Twitter and Google Plus. Um, for PR, I mean, we've just discussed Twitter. Where where else should they focus their attention to to perhaps attract media um, or, or and and to make those connections? The other place after Twitter is Instagram. So start following some of the journalists that you like on Instagram and having a look there. So Instagram is really growing so much in the last year or so. And as a way of connecting with other people, whether it's a journalist or potential partners or even potential guests, Instagram is a really good place because also what you can get through really quickly looking at an Instagram account of a journalist or of a travel, you know, an online travel platform is an essence of who they are and an essence of what they're interested in or what their vibe is or what it is that it, that makes them tick. And with Instagram, you know, you can just have a quick look and get a really good idea of, of who they are. And then that can help with that. That that's a great tip. I mean, for for, for those of you, for, for those of the audience that follow me on this podcast, you'll know that I've been grappling with Instagram for the last three years, and I still really haven't got there. But you, you, you're sort of really motivating me now, Jessica, to uh, to get back on that Instagram bandwagon, learn how to use it. I remember sitting um, um, sitting down um, at, in Barcelona at the VRMA conference a year ago with um, Thibaut Masson. And Thibaut giving me all this um, information on Instagram because he, he's using it for his Bali um, property. Uh-huh. Um, and he was just so, this, this help don't sell stuff was, is amazing because he was just so helpful, so giving. And I, I now have the motivation to go back on all the notes I made and get going on Instagram. So, so thanks for that nudge. And for anybody else who's out there, yeah, I think that's, uh, that's great advice get going on Twitter, get going on Instagram. I uh, do think about Instagram is I do think it's to be be quite wary of it as a lead generator. I, I'm not 100% convinced that it's a lead generator, but it's a very good brand and reputation generator. I, I think the same goes for Twitter, actually. I've I've been exhorting people to not advertise on Twitter, not not just, just spam and post property pictures and things but use it as a relationship builder absolutely yeah yes yeah i think i think there's you know pinterest and facebook are great for for lead generation you know there's people out there on 
Pinterest and Facebook actually looking, physically looking for, for uh-huh. inspiration for places to go, but perhaps not so much. Uh, certainly not, you know, they're not, they're certainly not on Twitter looking for inspiration for a place to go. Let's move on to goals. I mean, maybe we should have kicked off with, you know, what, what are the goals that owners and managers could be working towards with a PR strategy? So I think it's some of the things that we've covered. So develop a press center on your website. So whether that you call that a press kit or a media kit. So making sure that you've got all your information in a really easily digestible and easily accessible place. Identify. So secondly, identify the key journalists and influencers who may be interested in your property and the area that your property is in. So it is, you know, go through Twitter lists. And and a great thing about Twitter lists is you can copy somebody else's Twitter lists, you know, go and have a look at somebody else, what somebody else, who somebody else is following on Twitter to find out who might be the interesting journalists that and some of those journalists might be your local and regional journalists you know they they would have some clout and definitely worth getting to know anyone any travel journalist who actually might be living and working within your area then it is think about hosting a press trip so even though it can seem like a you know a massive part of your budget to give up several you know income generating nights to for free to a journalist but have a little think about you know how many nights could I afford to give away in a press trip when could I do it maybe it would be a bit off scene season so not July and August but maybe in May if it you know May when it's my quieter months maybe I can think about offering a press trip or a press visit then and again it's what we've talked about it's it's really have a little think about what is unique new, possibly interesting and a different take about your property. And if you've got actually anything that is new and newsworthy, so maybe you've linked up with a partner within your region, maybe you have got, you know, several new properties coming on board, maybe you're developing, uh, you know, your your vacation rental business in order to, to attract families, something that is a little bit different, you can write a press release about that. So those are some some good goals. If you haven't already got really good quality high-res photos, make sure you get those. And if you haven't already, you don't know who is working in PR within your local tourism community, your local tourist region, start finding and building those connections. These are all really practical things that you can do in order to get yourself PR ready. Those are great tips, Jessica. Thank you for those. I'm, I'm just going to go back on one of them, uh, just with a final uh-huh. question about press releases. W- would you recommend that um, somebody tries writing their own press release? Or is this something that everybody should think about putting out to a copywriter? So writing a press release, firstly, a press releases definitely have a place in today's PR, but they have less of a place in today's PR than they might have done in the past. Today, it is about the building relationships and it's about providing the content that journalists are looking for. Whereas a press release really technically is about news. You know, if you've got something that is news, then you send a press release out. That's generally the, the, you know, the, the, the reason for a press release. You can write your own press release. You keep it really simple and keep it to the facts. You know, remember that it's it, that it's news and you can write it in a way that a short article might appear in a, a in in a travel magazine. But getting it getting it worded correctly 
for uh, for a journalist to be interested in and also remembering that it should be targeted for each particular type of journalist and sometimes even individually to a journalist you know it's not just a blanket or not usually a blanket press release to everybody you could get a copywriter to do it but probably what you're better off doing is is having a PR person write your press release but they're also simple they don't need to be complicated but the main thing is to make sure that you've got uh, something worthwhile to say within the press release. Oh, that that that's great. Um, you you again, you made some great points there because I always thought you know writing you just write one press release and that's it, it goes out to everybody. But I, I really see the point in targeting it to 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 different outlets or or different different target groups, I guess. So Jessica, you have you have really over delivered here, and thank you so much for sharing all this. You are, of course, going to be at the Vacation Rental Success Summit and you're giving a presentation there. So um, uh, can, you, can you give us some hints on what that, that topic's about? Firstly, I'm really excited to come over for the VRSS, partly because it's in my favourite city, but also because it's such a great event and I'm, I'm really, uh, really happy to go. What I'll be talking about there is more tips and hints to vacation rental owners and managers about how they can manage their own PR and feel ready to do their own PR and feel like they've got the tools to be successful in it. That, that is absolutely great. And I think that's what people will be looking for. And certainly those people who are attending the, uh, the, the summit and who come to your presentation are, are going to go away with, with tools in their toolbox to be enable them to, uh, to really stand out from the competition, which is what this is, which is what this is all about, because it's becoming such a hugely competitive market. So, so Jessica, we um, can't wait to see you in uh, in just five weeks' time, and um, we'll we'll spend a little bit of time together. I am sure. Of course, I'm talking to you about PR for my own company too. So, if there if there are small property managers um, listening today who are thinking about PR, reach out to Jessica because I think um, sh she could have some great answers for you. So, so Jessica, I'll see you in a few weeks time. Um, just thank you again for, for joining me. Thank you, Heather. Thank you very much for having me. Wow, Jessica, that was sharing in the extreme. I, I got so much out of that. Um, I'm going to busy myself with my um, press center on my website now and and getting together a media kit and um, putting that online so that's that is my to do out of out of this podcast so hopefully you have come away with a number of tips and to do's that you can immediately get on and work on and of course if you're coming to VRSS that that is definitely one session to attend if you're interested in the in this whole world of public relations and really getting it done yourself you know the the hiring a pr company may not be on your radar because it's it it can take a chunk of the budget but you can do it yourself and jessica is very much in that in the in the help mode and, and she'll provide you with all the information you need to start your own PR strategy. So on that note, I'm going to 
sign off now. As I said at the beginning, we're heading off to the Cottage Life show this weekend. By the time you hear this, we will have spent our three days on our feet and and hopefully um, have taken on board a significant number of new owners for our property management company, which is one of the goals of going to the show. Um, so I'll share how that's worked for us in, in, a, in a future episode. But for now, thank you so much for joining me and I'll look forward to being with you again very soon. This episode of Vacation Rental Success is over, but don't worry, Heather will be back soon. Want more great resources? Visit cottageblogger.com for tips, tricks, downloads, and strategies to help you achieve profit from your vacation rental business. 